Hi, everybody. Welcome to the second annual Rainier View Christian Church Year in Review Roundtable Discussion. We are so glad that you've joined us. We're going to kick off some time together with some introductions, and then we're going to take some time to look back at this last year. What moments in our teaching series or in the life of our church really stuck out to us, and we are so excited to get to spend this time talking together. So uh, I'll have you guys introduce yourselves, share uh, what you what your titles are. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't remember what that word was. Uh, your job title. And then uh, what is a highlight or two from this last year? And it can be personal or it can be churchy vibes. So I'm Erica. I am our Graham student ministry pastor, and I'm one of our teaching pastors here on staff. And uh, my highlights for the last year were um, I got to like go on vacation again. Oh, so fun. Just like some really fun places. And then I also got to take my students back to camp and just nothing beats like a beats camp in student ministry. So it was, oh, it was the best. It was so good. So I don't care. You guys can like rock, paper, scissors for it. You or rock, paper, scissors? Uh, sure. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. All right, all right. One, two, three. Oh, Ooh. wow. All right. Paper wins. So I guess I need to pick which one. Uh, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> highlight of the year for me, uh, our son getting his driver's license. Yeah. That man is a game changer <laughs> in terms of, yeah, family getting around all that. So okay. that's a personal, personal win. Um, otherwise, church wise, I just think like hitting all of those year milestones in a normal way, right? Yeah. Like kind of christmas and easter and like you said camps and yeah. really just feeling like again uh not trying to get back to the way things were before mm -hmm. but being able to move forward uh probably one of the highlights from my of my year i love uh vbs and so yeah. just you know having so many kids in the building for a week we have such an amazing group of volunteers that show yes. up for that week uh and so it's so powerful yeah. helping kids understand who god is and understand the gospel uh in the way it makes sense for a child and so yeah those yeah. are kind of some highlights for me and what is your name and what do you do here oh yes yeah. uh, my name is jeff jamba and i lead out here at our graham campus at rainier view and a part of our teaching team awesome well, hi, happy 2023. My name is Joe. I am the Parkland campus pastor, also part of the teaching team here. Highlights for 2022, uh, got to go on vacation as well. Yeah. Uh, went off to Pismo Beach with Jill and two oh, of our friends. So that was so a really fun. great time. We went to the uh, Wizarding World in uh, Universal yeah. Studios. And it was really great. And then uh, as far as church goes, Pie and praise, or praise and pie. That was a huge. That was a good was night. Cool day for yeah. me. So. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. So, uh, through this time together, we will we'll stop and look at um, the different series that we covered uh, through the lens of really like superlatives. So, what were the things that stood out to us and different things like that? So, the first question is, what was the series or the sermon that was hardest for you to write? Hmm. You want me to go first? Yeah. Huh. Probably, uh, I mean, I know this is kind of dumb to say, but no, I, th I think the hardest one that. for me was, uh, uh, the one we, the one I wrote for, uh, what was it? It's like pursuing unity in a polarized world or. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Cause that was, uh, technically my interview. So, <laughs> yes. So. And that would be, mm -hmm. yeah, you had some extra. That was a tough one to write, not yeah. only because not knowing the community. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, yeah, I think Jeff was the one who contacted me and he was like, yeah, you're going to write on Galatians, um, <laughs> the fruit of the spirit, uh, which, you know, fun fact, I've never preached on Paul up to that point. What? And 
you know, going to seminary, one of the things you learn is like, yeah, Paul is a brilliant, you know, yeah. individual. He's he's like trilingual. He has like all this educational background. You know, he's throwing Old Testament in there like crazy um, allusions and metaphors. And so, yeah, that was the book choice was a really, uh, you know, tall yeah. order. The topic was like, yeah, how do we have unity? Yeah. And then on top of that, oh, by the way, this isn't an interview, but it is your interview, right? So definitely one of the hardest. Uh, Well, you crushed it. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, you crushed it because you're sitting here. So way to go. So we're grateful. Yeah. Um, Yeah, hardest series for me to write. Uh, I think the series we've just been in at the end of the year here, Reconstruction, um, looking at Malachi uh, because prophetic books are so different yeah. than, you know, thinking about the New Testament letters, there's a logical flow, at least there's an argumentation that can be easily followed. Um, whereas the prophets often use, you know, some word pictures, some visuals, uh, you know, the imagery yeah. can be difficult to understand and break down from, you know, our context today to from back then. And so I would say not only that, but really helping make it clear, like the questions that are asked here in Malachi that was, you know, written to the fifth century BC people of God in Israel, like how to translate those well to our situation today and to see what cuts through as the timeless principles, which clearly are. Um, But yeah, these were, you know, some heavier topics in here. Um, And, but it's interesting, right? Like some of the same struggles we have around, well, right. Should I, should I trust God with giving? Right. Like we face the exact same struggles. But if I do, I don't have as much for myself. And so we find ourselves worshiping at the same kind of false ways and false places that the people of Israel did. Um, But yeah, but it was challenging to kind of also like the three of us divvy this up and figure out like, (laughs) oh, like, okay, you're seeing it this way. You're seeing it this way and just land on a I think it was kind of our first series that we all kind of collectively had to figure out how to navigate. And so there was a lot of revisions of the, the synopses and figuring out like, okay, what are we going to talk about over the all six weeks? Uh, so it was, it was so, a lot of work. So I said re- the reconstruction series, cause I, so in my role on the teaching team, I'm only like, I'm only preaching one, one sermon, a series basically. And so I said reconstruction was also my hardest sermon to write for the year. Um, and it, it was for two reasons. One, because it was like, we went back and forth as a team of like, okay, what do we actually want to say in this? What do we actually want to address? But I was talking about God and justice, and that is such like a deeply personal thing for so many people that not only was I nervous about like getting, you know, getting it theologically right, I also Mm -hmm. wanted to get it right in terms of like still being gracious if that is one of your primary struggles with God, but also like how can we help move you to what is the next thing. And I think that that is so much of the heart in this reconstruction series is all of us want to be theologically accurate and we want to, you know, we want to be gracious to those who are struggling with these things. And we also want to say like, but here's your next step. If you're ready to take that next step, we have it for you. And that that was a hard thing to balance. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was, it was tricky. Okay. Next question. What is the series that we have preached this year that has had a lasting impact on your life. Um, Mine go first. I could talk about uh, on this one. I think for me, really this, this series that 
did have a lasting impact. The very beginning of the year, we yeah. did a series uh, called Breaking the Cycle of Shame. And so we kind of just like, oh, we're trying to, you know, we plan, we plan ahead on the series we're going to do. And so we kind of like, oh, we should do a series on, on shame. It kind of makes, uh, makes sense. The Bible yeah. speaks to this. People have this. Um, but I think we had no idea the the things people would share in this series and the scripts that they were holding on to uh, of just right deeply held things that were just so um, unbiblical in the sense of the way we view ourselves is not the way God views us. Yeah. And so we had people at one point like write down on slips of paper their shame scripts that they wanted to break free from. Yeah. And so you know, just anonymously. And so reading over hundreds of those and just feeling the weight and the burden of like, oh my gosh, we all are well aware of our shortcomings yeah. and our failures. And so for me, uh, the shift and the change uh, that, that I'll walk away with that is really kind of echoed in James 2 verse 13, um, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful mercy triumphs over judgment. And so I think that was just a, yeah, a beautiful thing that like I will take away from that series, the need to first and foremost, we are all desperately in need of being reminded that God views us through the lens of grace and mercy, things that we have not earned or done. And God wants to give us that relationship anyways, and connect with us anyways, along those lines. And so, um, yeah, that was for me, the takeaway that, that I'll, take with me from the series so do we need to pause yeah yeah great take care of what you need to yep <laughs> i'm sorry no no you're good <laughs> will we get snow in the shot like if it we might. <gasps> wouldn't that be so cool I guess, yeah, we can't have the fireplace on anymore because it, like, has that yeah. noisy yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> if it starts snowing in the middle of this, I will lose my mind. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, because it's like blue skies over there. <laughs> yeah, but it's gray over there. It's true. <sighs> so I think you just have to ask me the question again. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. <laughs> Let's just say it again. And yeah. Then she can just yeah. Take whatever stuff she wants. And I, I think I'm going to also follow it up with like, you know, we held in that series, we held a lot for people. Like we heard a lot of stories mm -hmm. and we like, we held some of that. And in, in the day and age of doom scrolling, like mm -hmm. what did you do mm -hmm. to say, okay, I, this is real. This is out here and be able to mm -hmm. move past it. Cause I think that will just be some good, it's not, you know, that's not a question that I prepared you for, but right. I was going to ask that question. Yeah. I was just gonna look I think maybe you could even just go back to reading the verse. Oh, that's yeah. I yeah. That. I mean, we could redo the whole thing or you could just go back to reading the verse. I'll just ask Crystal, whatever she thinks. 
yeah. will work best. Walked out with the dog to that like weird spot in the middle of the field for the first time. And it's like so strange because it's just like a bunch of like janky like farmer fences. Like it's like that's it. It's like, why did they knock the house down? And then they left this stuff. It's like and I was shocked that like I thought for sure I was gonna find like a homeless, like mini homeless village out there. I was like, didn't really see much of anything. That or like a Wiccan sacrifice coven circle so <laughs> neither one of those two things was out there when i got here when i got here this morning it was 6 50 pitch black outside i'm doing the loop through the parking lot and i saw a car i did not recognize and i was like i don't feel like dying today and i knew that katie and caitlin had had parked had, mm. had pulled in behind me so i went around back and parked uh, well, I realized it was just it was our new drummer's car, but uh, <laughs> uh, did not. I didn't. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it, and it looked a little worse for the wear. And I was like, eh. not going to risk it. Could this car have been abandoned here? Was a little <laughs> was a little bit what I was worried about. So, uh, you know, one we had a car on blocks the far end, like one night when I rolled in but then it was like gone the next day so yeah whatever their issue was not like a box completely but like there was like you know like a tire missing and it was like it had been yeah jacked up and i was like yeah. you're kidding me <laughs> unfortunately it was gone jill you can tell me i'm garbage for asking this question but how goes looking for a job Yeah, I'm sorry. What is this car doing? <gasps> oh my gosh! It's not a road, bro. Wild. Oh, it was a Jeep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just can't. I can't wait till the high school gets built. This is so much more like populated. And... Well, some people pulled up in the back and let out a bunch of dogs, also, and they're running down to yeah. these other dogs. Gosh, keep Lilo on a leash the next time you bring her here. I mean, I would never let Lilo on a leash outside because I'd be worried that she would like run to the street yeah. when she like, sees a human. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. 
Christ by himself, but I don't really know what he goes to. Yeah. So just to Anna's grace sister, just when he comes with like these corgis or whatever they yeah. are in her little stroller thing that she has in there, and she lets them out, and they immediately run to him. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> like, this is not a good idea. So I stepped like in between both yeah. of the dogs. Yeah. And you need to recoil your, recoil your dogs because I don't know how my dog's going to react. She's been through something. I'm yeah. trying to reintroduce her. And Lenny's like, oh, they'll, they'll be fine. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, she just got attacked by four pit bulls like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm trying to. Yeah. I don't know if my dog's going to. I'm sure your dog's going to be cool. I don't know if mine's going to be. Sorry for popping my head down. You're fine. I think that'd be better to me just like copy all over just answer it. Yeah. Times and stuff. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. Yeah. All right. So hang on. Because everybody's kind of clapped really loud this year. Yeah. yeah. So should I start with my answer to that question? Or where well, so we were oh. wondering if Jeff, if we wanted to have Jeff start with reading the verse again yeah. or do yeah. the whole thing. Or So in James 2, we read this uh, in verse 13. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And so for me, like, of course, I know that verse. Of course, we talk about God's grace all of the time. But the pivot for me, the thing I will always take forward with me is seeing so many of the, the internal messages that not just people at large, but... Yeah. People that are with us at Rainier View and all, all of you here and just holding on to these these scripts that just speak shame into your life and wanting you to experience freedom. Like we don't we don't need to convince one another about our brokenness. That was my takeaway. We are well aware of our own brokenness. Yeah. What we need to convince one another of is our need for redemption and to speak those words of life to one another. Yeah. I do have a, a quick follow up question for you. Um that series, one of the things it was, it was so beautiful to read those things, but it was also really hard. Like we'd mm -hmm. heard the hardest parts of, of some people's lives, the hardest parts of their stories. Um, and, and in this day and age of like doom scrolling, we have constant access to that information of the saddest parts, the worst people's worst days. Um, what do you do? What do you recommend to people in those moments? Cause we had to like read it and then still go on with our days. Like that was Monday morning. We read all those. So what's your advice? I mean, I'll begin and then, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say, Joe, but, um, yeah, we'll get to your answer for sure. Joe. I just, I, it just tied into what he, no yeah, I think, um, in Ephesians or Philippians four, right. Uh, there's, there's a passage that he talks about, do not be anxious about anything. Picking up in verse six of Philippians four, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding mm -hmm. will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And so I think really like committing to memory truth like that is so valuable. It's not that like you say it like a magic <laughs> you know, yeah, it's statement and it whisks away all yeah. the difficult things, but there's something to draw from in the midst of that. But then it's kind of like the action step isn't complete in verse eight. It talks about finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yeah. So I just think like auditing your, um, what you consume, 
right? Whether that's media, whether that's the news, whether that's uh, what we read or we watch, like just being mindful and aware of that uh, is is so important. So yeah. I would say I would start there um, with with kind of retraining our minds, so to yeah. speak. So. So good. Thank you. Okay. Now, Joe, yeah, yeah. Uh, which series has had a lasting impact on your life? Yeah, for me, I think probably the series that uh, stuck with me the most, probably Yes Regrets. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And, and in particular, I would say the, the sermon about Judas or the week oh. on Judas. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I remember but, that week. I know, right? Whose idea was that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Some guy uh, that apparently works here, but. You know, I think this sounds really weird to uh, say, say it this it. way, but like, you know, spending a week with Judas, mm-hmm. right? And like trying to really get down to what were his motives? What were his concerns? Why do you do the things he do, right? Like, I, I think it was really helpful in the sense of like, you know, just kind of thinking through, I don't know, just kind of when you humanize him, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it helps to humanize other people in your life. Yeah. And and when you, especially Erica, you were the one that said, uh, let's compare Judas and Peter, right? Yeah. Um, that was really helpful for me because I think sometimes uh, I get into a place of like, yeah, I'm not in a place where I can turn this around, right? Mm-hmm. Or Or people might be in that place, right? Where they might feel like, well, I've messed up so much or I'm just not right with God to a certain degree that there's yeah. just no way um, I can um, be acceptable again, yeah. right? And just maybe playing with that thought of, but what if Judas did yeah. turn, right? As Jeff put it, right? What if Judas didn't just stay there? Um, and, and I think that's, I don't know, for me at least, like, I'm not saying like I've done Judas level things, <laughs> but I don't. I also don't think this is a comparison game either. Yeah. I think even in our own personal ways, we get into those moments of like, yeah, I've really failed Jesus in my life, right? Mm-hmm. I've really failed to follow him. Um, and, and I think, yeah, as, as, we, as we talked about Judas, as we talked about Peter, that was really helpful for me, a good reminder for me. Like, yeah, you're, you might be a teaching pastor and all that, but like, like even we have moments where we feel like we don't yeah. got it together <laughs> and that's okay, yeah. right? There's grace in that, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have so many moments like that. Yeah. So, well, I think an encouragement, yeah. right, to not like do sin ranking, like, <laughs> sin power rankings, you know, and like, well, as yeah. long as you're not in the top ten, then you're yeah. okay. Like, well, yeah, I know, I, I should, you know, maybe be more encouraging, or I, I shouldn't, you know, yell at my kids out of my own frustration, and anger, or yeah. fill in the blank with whatever. But they're like, well, but I'm not Judas, right? And so yeah. it's like yeah. how easy it is for us to, you know, miss that, like. In our humanity, we all face really the same temptation, the same struggles, the same shortcomings in essence of like, no, we don't measure up to what God calls us mm-hmm. to, none of us. And so everything is really just his grace enabling us to, you know, again, be able to live the kind of life that's going to honor him. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the series that has had, I can't, uh, the series that's had a lasting impact on me. Uh, was when we did like our relationship series and I talked about like singleness and I had to like work through a lot of like my own uh, baggage for lack of a better phrase around like being single. But the number of people that have come to me and have been like, thank you so much. Cause I've literally never heard a pastor talk about mm-hmm. single. I've never heard mm-hmm. a single pastor talk about singleness. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And so I, um, I like, 
I think I think Jeff wants me to start like a podcast about it. I don't know that I'm quite there, <laughs> but I I feel less weird about it. And so it really has uh, truly shifted and changed some things for me, which is yeah. a delight, a dream. Um, OK, uh, are you good? Yeah. OK, great. I figured before we jumped into the next the next question. OK, uh, what is a series that you saw have the most impact on other people's lives. And I'm going to jump in here because it's the same one that Jeff just mentioned, which is breaking the cycle of shame. Mm-hmm. I have sat with so many people who, um, who have come back to church for the first time since the pandemic, who have come back to church for the first time since some sort of falling out or or terrible thing happening insert whatever it is and the re- and they've said like and I just haven't been able to be back to church and I feel bad that I haven't been been able to be back to church and I feel mm. all of these other you know insert negative emotions here and I get to I get to look at them and I say okay I need you to know that um like God doesn't look at you that way and I need you to know that we don't look at you that mm-hmm. way here at Rainier View we actually did a whole series on it and here's how <laughs> here's how much we don't look at you that way um, and so then I have been able to use this resource and pass it on to other people and it has helped them to find freedom and healing and then there have been people who have said I was on the fence about you know Big C Church and mm-hmm. heard that there was a church that was talking about this and was addressing this in this way. And I thought that I could be there. And so I think this idea Mm -hmm. of breaking the cycle of shame has, has created some freedom for our people, like true authentic, like freedom in Jesus, not, Oh, ever like I can do whatever. Cause God's (laughs) not going to judge me, but a like a freedom of like, I can give up these things that I thought would hold me back for the entirety of my life because, because that's not actually how God used me. And I just think it's been so beautiful to see that ripple across our community. So, okay. And uh, you guys, I don't know, you can rock, paper, scissors for it yeah. again or just joke, no, jump, just in. jump in. Yeah, just jump jumping in. in over and over. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, for me, the, the one that I saw having the most impact, strangely enough, was the sermon on giving. That we just did, like, oh yeah, say a more. month ago, right? Yeah, uh, so, so much good. Feedback. By the way, have you noticed? Like, I got the sermon on Judas, <laughs> and then we, I got to preach on giving, and then this month you'll see what I got to preach on next. But like, I, I think Jeff's out to get me or something, but because uh, he controls our calendar. But uh, what, yeah. no, uh, because I think at the start. of year maybe i should save this for later yeah i think at the start of the year i had to talk about circumcision three sermons in a row so. but notice who's not preaching any of these <laughs> just kidding jeff jeff is doing it on the gram side i just don't see it so you know uh but but anyways believe it or not you know since i've been here at rainier view the, the most amount of feedback i've gotten from people mm-hmm. was after that sermon really yeah and, and there would be like uh uh, like feedback such as like yeah. um, I used to be guilted in church and, and I feel like you've really shifted the paradigm hey. right of how giving is not about like I need to do a certain amount but everything belongs to God and this is out of gratitude yeah. right um, I have had people say like yeah this has really changed the way I view God um, or just you know just in general yeah. it's a really hard topic we've seen done really poorly and you and Jeff really knocked it out of the park right and so that I don't know like I've been dreading that one uh-huh. or I was dreading that one during that week right and I was like this is the one that where people are going to be like oh we're so 
I don't know why we hired Joe, right? Like, yeah. I thought this was definitely going to be it. And surprise, yeah. like, this is the one where people are, like, leaving nice emails and, like, pulling me aside during the week and saying, like, hey, Joe. we're so glad that you talked on this. We're so glad Jeff talked on this. Uh, That's... We feel a lot better about what it means to worship with our finances. Yeah, because so, remind, remind me how long you've been on staff. Uh, Well, it would be four months now. Dang, yeah. four months. And you've had to... Yeah, you had a couple doozies there. Yeah. Dang, impressive. It, I, I have heard really great things also about what you guys preached um, on that topic. So way to go, you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't have a ton else to add. I mean, both those are, yeah, ones I've seen effort in people's lives and would just kind of, yeah, echo both those things. Like, again, wanting people to experience freedom and just how often and again i, yeah. I want to underscore too like so much of it is unintentional right like i don't think like there's some church that's sitting there with like pastors saying let's figure out how to make church terrible for people like nobody's sitting yeah. there i mean maybe somewhere right there's yeah. like yes there's those like there's always five percent of people that do have malicious intent yeah right. check out the link below to right. <laughs> There is no link. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Man, yeah. I had to practice so much sanctification to not open my mouth and insert. Here's the links you can put here. I'm but, so proud of you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would just, yeah, that they're unintentional things, but that all the more that we just, again, view ourselves first and foremost as, mm. as individuals who are in need of God's grace and that we can we can provide that to one another when we come together at church and we can encourage one another. And so why it's not like church ought not be a chore. Yeah. It's actually like we get to be the body of Christ as it says in first Corinthians 12 to one another. And that means like, I, I have something to bring to the table and to contribute to the lives of others that brings health and well being. And so, yeah, I saw that in both of those, both those um, sermons and the series that we've been talking about. Yeah. And, and this is not a question I've prepped either of you for. So feel free to be like, mm -hmm. will not answer. Um, when we walk with people um, towards health, we oftentimes then have to have really hard conversations with them, um, whether it's because they've come to us and said, I want to talk about this really difficult thing or you've realized this is someone who I care about who is saying they want to follow Jesus and we're trying to address this thing and, and it's not getting through to them. And so we have to approach them for kind of a hard conversation. How do you guys prep for hard conversations? Because I think one of the things that people find is, okay, I've started moving towards freedom. I've started having this freedom in Jesus and, and I, I want to I walk with my friends in this. And, and when I walk with my friends in this, they will share really hard things with me and I do not always know like how to handle it well, or I might have to actually address something that I think is really harmful or unhealthy in their life. And I don't know what to do. So do you guys have any words of wisdom? Hmm. I would say for me that I don't, and maybe it's something that just comes with, you know, I've been in ministry now a couple decades so something that just comes with with time but i don't view myself as the person who's going to fix their problem like i mm. i am merely somebody who can be a helpful guide yeah help point in a direction um but ultimately the bible calls us to be like witnesses to represent jesus well and that's what we're called to do and then to trust that god's spirit is going to you know use that moment that interaction um but that i'm 
not responsible mm-hmm. in the ultimate sense, like mm-hmm. whether or not somebody's marriage makes it, whether or not um, you know somebody experiences greater peace at home, whether or not somebody resolves the tension they have around you know uh, understanding the Bible better or part of it that they disagree with. That that's actually not my job. <laughs> that's yeah. the job of the Holy Spirit. And so then I'm just faithful in that moment in that yeah. interaction, and that's been super helpful to enter into a difficult conversation. And then secondly, always just leaving the door open for further discussion, mm-hmm. letting people know I'm always here to talk more. Yeah. I'm always here that you know that people know that the relationship doesn't change or end based upon you know if you pass the test by like, you know, doing what I said or whatever, you know, like that, that the relationship is, is, you know, you can come back anytime. So those have been two helpful things for me. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I I would say, you know, in addition to everything Jeff just said, which, which I think is really great, you know, like, you know, as pastors, like we, we, we do need to kind of put on a raincoat, right? It's, it's, it's kind of how Jill describes it in her psychology terms, but you kind of Shout out to Jill. You know, have all the rain come down and then you take off the raincoat and then you have to kind of go about your day, right? Not in a less than... That's genius. <clears throat> not like because you don't have empathy. It's yeah. because like y- you are hearing a lot of stories and yeah. a lot of people coming to you. So um, there just has to be a way where you say, you know, I'm not the superhero Jesus is, right? Yeah. I think the other thing that I was going to add was just that um, I think difficult conversations require a lot of time, Mm -hmm. a lot of listening and a lot of discernment of when do you affirm and say, I hear that. And when do you kind of push boundaries a little bit? Right. Um, And and the reason why I say that is because I think even Jesus does this a little bit, right. Where I, I think there's one healing in the book of John where, uh, Jesus's question is, do you want to be well? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which sounds really cruel. Yeah. But I think sometimes that's the question you need to ask in these contexts, right? Because uh, we can give you all the advice, all the tools, all the resources, all the compassion and empathy. <laughs> right. But, but at some point there comes, there comes a moment in uh, dialoguing with someone in having a difficult conversation with someone where you have to say like, Hey, at some point you have to, Um, make a choice of like, is wellness what I want to pursue? And often we are resistant to wellness because wellness requires change and change is uncomfortable. Right. Mm. Yes. And I'm not just talking about people I've had conversations with. I'm talking about myself and in the process I've been through uh, receiving pastoral care in my own situation, having been in therapy in my own situation, like it's difficult work. Right. And so not just for the pastor, but for, people receiving pastoral care as well. So yeah, yeah, a lot of patience and a lot of discernment for sure is is part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. And then our final question for our time together, and then there will be a a, a podcast, a part two of this that won't be on video, uh, but that you can catch uh, the RBCC podcast online is what do you hope for RBCC in 2023? What's our... Yeah. Um, I hope in 2023, Rainier View continues to be a church where people find true, authentic hope and freedom in Jesus. And we continue to be a church that steps into our communities, like the needs of our communities that we show mm-hmm. up for them really, really well. I think after um having some conversations with counselors through through the giving wall that we've done at the Graham campus, um, mm-hmm. 
we have learned so much about um I think I think people think that Graham has no needs or significantly fewer needs, but the needs in Graham are actually rising exponentially. Um, and we there are very few places and resources in Graham to actually engage with those needs really, really well. Um, and I think that if we continue to be a church where we find where people are finding hope and freedom in Jesus, um, because we are we are being filled with Jesus, like that is who we're drawing our mm. energy, our source and our love from, then we're going to be so eager to share it with our community and in, in all of the resources that it needs. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, uh, my hope for Rainier View in 2023 is that we would be a, a manna church. So mm. like manna as in like, you know, the bread that God brings in the wilderness, right? And the yeah. people uh, say, we're going to call this manna because that translates to what is it, right? <laughs> and, and, and Jesus calls himself the the bread of life, right? Yeah. And so he identifies himself with this manna, which... Mm. You know, a lot of people were looking at Jesus saying, what, what is he, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's something I've appreciated about Rainier View already just in my short time here. Uh, during Winterfest uh, last month, uh, we, uh, I had an interaction, and by we, I mean Rusty and I, where, where this lady came up to me and she was like, so I've been, uh, you know, kicked out of church, uh, basically shunned because I have this opinion and I voted this way. And so my question to you all is if I come to your church, what, what am I going to be allowed to be? And what am I going to be not allowed to do? Right. Whoa. And I just remember Rusty going silent because he's like, okay, here's the test. You're four months in. How are you going to answer this? And he's just watching, right? Like a supervisor. And, and I basically he just told her. Coach yeah, mode. Coach mode. He's like, all right, we practice this in practice. Right. So, um, and my reply, you know, it was so great to be able to tell her, you know what? Um, honest, honest answer here is that you can probably be a member here. You could probably be baptized here. You can probably take communion with us. You can probably be in community groups. You can probably be in leadership. In fact, you will probably be accepted, you know, for who you are, right? Yeah. Um, because guess what? There are people who agree with you. There are people who disagree with you. And they're not just in the congregation. They might even be in the leadership, yeah. right? And, and I think there are so many conversations I've had like that where whether it's with new people, yeah. for, or current congregants, or even uh, friends and family members where they're just like, what kind of church is this, <laughs> right? You guys are restoration. Yeah, that's true. But it's not really. <laughs> you guys baptize like the Baptists. Uh, you, you do communion but it's not really all that Presbyterian, but your government is very Presbyterian. <laughs> and, and sometimes you're Pentecostal, you know, depending on who's leading. And, and I love that. I love that about Rainier View is just that you can't box in this community. No, you cannot. And, and I think that is the work of the spirit, right? Yeah. When, when you can't box it in and when you can't box it in, right, that means other people feel like I can be here. Mm, yeah. Uh, and, and that's what I want to see continue in 2023 is we are that what kind of church is it? What is it? And the only answer can be it's the work of the spirit of uh, making this community flourish. Right? So good. Oh, I have to so, add something. I'll just say that after that. You can say like, yes, ditto. Just, yeah, ditto. <laughs> Amen. Like, did I, bless did I sign the cross? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Like, you can see, like, yeah. Yeah. That's not part of my faith tradition background. But, um, yeah, no. And, and kind of yeah. piggybacking off of that, that 
in the sense of the the what is it that we would view Jesus and and sharing faith in our in our communities uh, and our cities not like as you know ammunition to to be spread out there but yeah. as an invitation for people to gather around the the well the living water if we mm. view Jesus that way increasingly and that we would just be like all in on the simplicity of the gospel yeah. driving us and like the mission of just we want as many other people to be introduced to the good news of Jesus and to take next steps uh, of faith when it comes to pursuing and following in the way of Jesus in their life. And it, that just becomes the driver yeah. and that shows up in our words and our actions. And we don't let a lot of sideshows and, you know, like just extra things crowd out that space and confuse things. Like yeah. let's just keep focused on the simplicity of the gospel and presenting that and being faithful to live that out in the ways that God calls us to but again and again and again, returning to that's our foundation. That's our core. That's what's going to drive us. Uh, and just seriously wanting to reach people with the good news and not just being happy with, well, we like each other and we're in the room. And so that's all that matters. It's yeah. like, no, like we, you know, Pierce County has got about, um, you know, approaching a million people living in it. And so how are we doing helping point people to the hope and the joy and the faith and the new life that can be found in Jesus and taking that seriously and yeah, just meeting the needs that are unmet and mm. extending the invitations to those who are, aren't here yet and doing so boldly and unapologetically and not having the, you know, pride that we can reach everyone, but being unapologetic about, but reaching the people we can meeting the needs that we can and just let's get started. Let's just go. Uh, we don't have to overthink this. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both so much for talking with us. And Rainier View, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for being part of this with us, for being on this journey, for for walking with us as we pursue God and we engage in community and we make a difference as we are working towards every neighborhood in Pierce County, being engaged by believers and transformed by Jesus. And we are so excited to get to do this with you. So 2023 is going to rock. Foreshadowing predictions for 2023, it's going to rock. And I, I can't wait. For, for what is in store. So we will see you next Sunday. Bye.